It's time for the Red Hawk Report on 102.1 FM KXSU. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Welcome in, Red Hawk fans, far and near. Another episode of the Red Hawk Report coming to you live from the studios of KXSU 102.1 FM, Seattle University student-run radio station. Russell Brown here alongside my uh, partner broadcasting and through the radio, Maz Vita Marieri. Maz, how you doing today? I am good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Every time you're on, it's a it's a pleasure for everyone. Another good week in Red Hawk Athletics. We're going to break down for you here on the Red Hawk Report. Have a great interview coming up with Nestor Herman of baseball. So we'll talk about that as well. But uh, you know, as we said, it's a nice day. We always give you again the weather report. It's uh, overcast. It's been overcast <laughs> last three weeks. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get my uh, degree in uh, uh, meteorology. I'm not a Doppler uh, okay, radar, so okay. um, yeah, it's type in. Well, I mean, when we do baseball, they, when you set up the game for baseball, this is an inside for anybody wanting to get into sports information, you have to put the forecast. So, you know, when you go to a baseball game, you can pull up the stats and whatever. It says the forecast. So when I fill that out at baseball... I have to look up at the sky and come up with some weather. So I, a little bit of a weatherman, right? Do you have I, like a the, the stick? You, no, I, I, <laughs> you, put I, you know, there. I put the finger in the mouth and then oh, put it up and see which way the okay, wind is dro- okay, blowing. Okay, or, okay. Yeah. all right. <laughs> Favorable. Great start to the show, everybody. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in to the Red Hawk Report here on KXSU 102.1. As we said, another great story uh, interview with uh, Nestor Herman, uh, Maz, and Russ in the studio for you here. But we have a good week to break down here in the open segment as we always do get to your top headlines in red hawk athletics and maz i know one that you're excited to talk about uh first one we'll go to softball nance gets player of the week after a dominant performance for softball they did not get the sweep they won two of three they split the doubleheader and then won uh on saturday but uh this is seattle university's fourth before we get to, to nance this is seattle university's 14th consecutive whack series win let alone impressive right there. You can cut that off and that could be the end of the story. That'd be impressive. <laughs> this is the fourth career whack weekly award. She's picked it up as pitcher this time just as a player. Nance homered in all three games. And on Saturday, they set the record in hits and runs for Seattle University baseball all time. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about a weekend there for uh, softball. I mean, she leads the whack in uh, RBIs with 38 and his third and home runs with nine. I mean, she, this is a dominant athlete, you know? I mean, she's able to to really, <laughs> to say she, she can hit is an understatement. So, uh, I mean, kudos to Carly for that. This is just an amazing uh, run here. And it looks like it's the start of, you know, getting the the softball team where they need to be. I mean, we know? knew they were going to be good. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, a, that was a given. Um Coach Rye always has them ready to play. They're coming off the WAC title last year, one out uh, at Logan over there. So I mean, we knew they'd be good, but I mean, this is impressive. Just, just looking at that, well, go back to Nance, but just looking at that game alone, Seattle, you had 25 hits against Utah Valley, 16 runs. They scored a run. They scored multiple runs in the final. Was that five innings after not scoring in the first two? <laughs> 
So they went five runs in the third, two runs in the fourth, two runs in the fifth, two runs in the sixth, and five runs in the seventh. I mean, this is impressive. Timeout. So did she earn this for hitting or pitching? Because you for know, hitting. She's won three for pitching. Yeah, wow. And this is her first for hitting because I mean she stepped up and. In that game alone, she had four at-bats, three hits, three runs, and three RBIs. So, I mean, you want to talk about a stat sheet stuffer, that was uh, Carly Nance over the weekend. Yeah. No, I mean, I I asked that tongue-in-cheek just because, like I said, she's a versatile athlete and, uh, you know, someone that can lead this team into the the business end of the season here. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. De- definitely dominant performance, as we said. We usually talk about her as being in the circle instead of, you know, in the batter's box. But, yeah, I mean, pitching is usually what you, you think Nancy, you think pitching. But stepped into the batter box and, you know, made every pitcher pay <laughs> that Dare threw at her uh, this weekend. And uh, I think Utah Valley and the Wolverines, next time they see <laughs> Carly Nance, they might think, let's not give her anything she can hit. So, uh, congratulations, Carly. Uh, Obviously, it's a big, uh, big achievement to be WAC Player of the Week. Um, so, again, congratulations to softball. And the other ball and bat sport, uh, not as positive, not the worst news, but baseball did drop their first WAC series. Uh, they beat New Mexico State and Sacramento State in the first two series that they played in the uh, Western Athletic Conference play. Dropped to Dixie State as they dropped a two of one, obviously, the three-game series. Um, but... Uh, you know, it, it was a tough game that they lost because it was an extra innings, which it seems like they get a lot of extra innings. There's only been three, but it seems like they've had a lot already. Get a big home run to tie it in the ninth, and then, you know, to lose it in the, uh, what is it, the 12th inning there. It's a tough one, you know, but it, it shows the fight of this team that the fact they were down going into the ninth inning with two outs and got the home run. So uh, Coach Donnie Harrell's team, you know, has fight. They are still trying to get completely healthy, which is, you know, obviously so big. Um, but this is a dangerous team, you know, and we, we talked with Nestor, who will be coming up in the next segment and, you know, to kind of talk about what happened last season, you know, what he wants to improve this season. But, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, this team is healthy. They're a dangerous team in the WAC. Uh, they got a, you know, they got one of those big games that they can measure up because they're, they're going down to L.A., right? Los Angeles. Yeah, they got yeah. the Trojans. Who come, and the Trojans They've are, been a top 25 team this year. Yeah. You know, and they've already faced Oregon State. They battled back against Oregon State. You know, Oregon State, you had to give them, you know, Seattle University gave Oregon State everything they had. That's a perennial. And you know what I mean? And Oregon contender. State's won three national titles, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big uh, step. They've avoided Washington State to this point, and I'm not saying avoided as they've wanted to, but just because of rain and things like that. They have a uh, two-game series coming up against Washington State here at Bannerwood, so that's going to be big. Uh, they got UW, obviously USC, as we talked about. So they don't shy away Oregon State already. They don't shy away from the big dogs, you Take- know. Taking on newcomers, was it to to be the best? You got to beat the best, hundred uh, percent. And that's yep. you know that's Coach Harrell's, you know mentality. You know you gotta you gotta get a measuring stick of where you're at, and see what you want to where you want to be. You know, and that, those are the teams you got to play the big Pac-12 schools. Um, so as we said, but going back to that, the Kyle Sherrick home run ended up sending sending the uh, game three, which was the decisive game, into uh, extra innings, and then in the twelfth, as I said. Dixie State picked up two runs there to get the win. Um, Seattle University, as we said, you know, they were on a little bit of a roll there in whack play. Next whack opponent they have is Cal Baptist. They'll have that, so they'll have a long California trip coming up 
USC on a Wednesday. We'll talk about that more. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Lancers. His whack play continues. Um, the one win they got in the series against the Trailblazers was on Friday, 13-6. to The Bats really came alive in that one as uh, Seattle University had 19 hits, kind of similar to uh, softball. Wow. 19 hits, 13 runs, no errors committed, which is a big thing. They had four runs in the first, two in the fourth, three in the seventh, four in the eighth, and then obviously didn't bat in the ninth. Uh, winning pitcher for the Red Hawks on the day was Peter Kronowski, who's been pitching really well. Coach Donnie Harrell in the postgame you know, said the thing he was so impressed with Peter in that game was that he didn't have his best stuff, and he still pitched well. You know, sometimes the pitcher mm. doesn't have their best pitch going. Peter didn't that day. Still got the win. Uh, he went six innings, giving up seven hits, two runs. Uh, both of them earned. And uh, the Red Hawks got at least one out of three from uh, Dixie State. But, again, so baseball drops that series against the Trailblazers and look to bounce back against CBU coming up as well. Other big news, believe it or not, we go back to the hardwood. Who would have thought? Two guys Uh-oh. that talk too much basketball. Um, they gave us another story to talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, let's see. <laughs> I promise we didn't go fishing for this. We weren't like, oh, man, we're out of basketball. we got to go find anything we can talk about. <laughs> but Chris Victory, oh, sorry, excuse me, Chris Victor. Uh, you know, you, final... you gave him that name. <laughs> I didn't you, give him that name. Yes, you did. No, you put that out team, there. No, the broadcast team, I can't remember what school it was now off the top of my head. I believe it was UTRGV. It was the game that Cam Tyson went crazy. Uh, shoot the ball, I believe is UTRGV. They put up the graphic and they put victory. And then Did you, I run with it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm all don't over Twitter. Ma- don't give me material if you don't well, want me to use it. Fair enough. At the fair end of the enough. day. Yep. I didn't create it. Well, you know. You coined it. I, I didn't uh, whatever. Okay. I'm just gonna he anyway, he he was already coach of the year in the Western Athletic Garments, but now he's up for multiple coach of the year awards, the twenty twenty two Joby Hall. Coach of the Year and the 2022 Hugh Durham Award. So, as we, we haven't been able to praise his name enough, uh, Chris Victor here has done a great job taking over for the Red Hawks program. He's now the full-time head coach in old interim, and it's going to be exciting to see how he builds this program because, you know, the season didn't come to the end that a lot of people wanted it to, you know, rightfully so. But it, it showed that the next step, sometimes when you – change guard you have to take a, that step back before you can start building forward again and coach kept it he almost made a step forward in that first rebuilding year so sky's the limit i think for this team coming up and they have the right man leading the way yeah, absolutely I talked about him his attributes and boy family man who can coach yep and you know that's the seattle ua you know it's someone that every time we pass him you know in the hallway i do or on the street Hi, Russ, how you doing? You know, and that doesn't seem like a big thing to the average person, but, you know, it just shows, shows that he's, you know, he's grounded and he's personable and he's someone that you can just approach. And I think that's good for a player. You know, if, if you're a young player that's looking at universities and you meet a coach like Coach Victor, that's, you know, a big stepping stone, a parent meeting him. Uh, you know, transfer port is a big thing, you know, and meeting thing coaches and this and that i think it's important to have someone who is now the face of your uh your program such as chris victor uh, it's, it's so important to have him be the type of man he is and to your point i mean i think it's all the coaches you know seattle you like you're saying about seattle you way but it is about you know let me go to a, to a school where academics and athletics you know and i've got someone that's looking out for my best interest in both of those realms so a hundred, a hundred. I think you said it perfectly. 
Uh, other news before we get to the uh, Nestor Herman interview, uh, Drumline is looking for new members. Their open rehearsals are coming up tonight. So, I mean, that's be sure to pay attention. At 6 p.m., meet at O'Brien Center. So, mm. tonight, the 28th, the 4th, the 11th, and the 25th. If you're interested in being a part of SU Drumline, no real experience needed. Show up, have a good time. Spoke with Jesse, who was the head of uh, Drumline. She was excited about getting this going. So, so are we. Alex Ryder, the head of, uh, of marketing, excited about this, getting that uh, the heartbeat of Seattle University. Um, for more information, definitely check out their Instagram page or email seattleudrums at gmail.com. Uh, official tryouts on May 1st and May 2nd. So these are rehearsals. Obviously, this is more practice for the uh, oh, tryouts. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, so okay. exactly. Get your spread out. Get your down. And... I mean, go in there, practice. Okay. 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 See if you like it before you try out. Then, you you know, you can fully know. Um, but definitely, you know, drumline is a big thing to build the atmosphere inside the Red Hawk Center. School spirit. School spirit. So if you're interested, if you've been a drummer before, if you've always been wanted to be interested in you know, being part of a drum line, go check that out. Again, if you are listening to this show, you still have time, 6 p.m. tonight. If not, those other dates I will repeat for you on the 4th, 11th, and 25th. So those are April 28th today in March. Um, go to the O'Brien Center. That's where they meet at 6, and then you guys will, as a group, walk out to the uh, rehearsal spots. So definitely check that out. Well, again, that was uh, Drumline's notification here or a shout-out. But uh, we'll take a quick break. Come back with Nestor Herman of Seattle U Baseball. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM, KXSU. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk men's basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Welcome back into another Red Hawk Report interview here. We're joined by Nestor Herman of Baseball. Nestor, thanks for hopping on the Red Hawk Report. Yeah, thank you for having me. We want to finally get into the spring season, and baseball is a perfect time to, you know, talk with a baseball player. And you being a local guy, um, wanted to bring you on. But uh, kind of tell us about your childhood, you know, what got you into baseball? Yeah, uh, so I guess my uncle kind of got me into baseball. My uncle, my dad, uh, cousin, my cousin uh, played baseball. My uncle actually coached Little League, okay. so that's kind of how he got me into there. No one else actually played. I know who plays baseball in my family. I'm like the only one. But yeah, my like the town, town in Mexico, my family comes from, like a very baseball 
uh, popularity in there. So I feel that's where it comes from. And you did, well, you were born in Seattle, so you're a local guy, but then you did move home to Mexico for a little bit before you came back and went to yeah. Chiso? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. When I was like three, moved to Mexico. That's where I actually learned how to play. Okay. Yeah. So been was was there for, I was there for like not seven, eight, seven, eight years. So yeah, I learned how to play, play in Mexico, come, come back here, did a little league, got into high school. Yeah. Were there any other sports that you really were interested in or was it always baseball from the start? Uh, I guess it was just baseball from the start. I've been playing since I was like three. It was just what I wanted to do. Just go to school, go to baseball in the afternoon. Just love the game, love the way it works, love how hard you have to work for, uh, for the outcome to come out in the field. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, now I think about it, I'm like, maybe I could have played football or some or basketball, but maybe injuries could have happened. So I'm glad I'm glad I stuck with, uh, with baseball. And in high school, I mean, you were a great player, obviously, and I think you, you and Chief South, the Seahawks, went to a couple playoff appearances, right? But you played in the field, too. Do you miss playing in the field, or do you like the switch to being a permanent pitcher? Uh, I miss it sometimes when our, when our guys are taking VP, yeah. or I see, I see some guys making some plays on third base. <laughs> yeah, I miss it, but I, I like pitching. pitching. I love it. It's my, yeah, my favorite thing to do. All right, cool, yeah. cool. So what was, the, what was the recruiting process like? Was Seattle U always your first choice? Like what, what brought you to coach Donnie Harrell and the Red Hawk program? Yeah, yeah. So just uh, uh, in high school, I, was, I just wanted to play. I knew I would want to play college baseball, right? So um, I come up with a plan. Uh, what do I have to do to get to play Division One baseball, play at the best level I can? Uh, I wanted to stay home. I just want to stay close to my family. So uh, West Long, uh, past coach. He uh, took a look at me. Uh, we talked a little bit. Uh, I, uh, he told me what I needed to do to uh, to become to become a Red Hog, or kind of get attention from college coaches. So then, um, talked to Coach Getz, our past coach, and then got me Coach Harold got me here into a visit. I uh, talked to them, loved their loved his mission, uh, what he wants for his guys. And just decided uh, decided to get, go, come here. Well, we're definitely glad you're here. Thanks. Um, you talked about it a little bit earlier, though, but you wanted to go to school because baseball is that sport where you know a lot of prospects skip college and you know go to the pros. But not only did you want to go to school, but you're excelling in school as well. You were academic all team last year. What drives you in the classroom? Is it similar to baseball that drives you, or what what keeps you going in the academic side? I guess on the academic side, um, just my my family. My uncle is uh, one. He preaches like education is very important. Uh, my parents too. They're just like school is first. School is gonna take you places. Uh, they my family. Most of my family weren't fortunate enough to to go to school, so they just like preach that on me. So. That's what really motivates me to, to go to class and just keep my education uh, at a high level. It's crazy how much family can like kind of influence yeah, you yeah. and push you in that way. Um, you, you had a great start to your career here in your freshman year. You guys had a nice performance in the WAC tournament. You got all WAC selection there as well. What stood out to you from last season that you can kind of look back and say, wow, that was cool? Yeah, last season, yeah. So start off hot first against uh, the Pilots, against the Ducks. Then we got into a little little divot, I guess, uh, in the middle of the season there. And then I guess towards the end, we, 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 we knew we were good. It was a good team. We had the pitching, we had the hitters, but it just didn't come, we didn't come together as a team like in the season. But then once the, the playoff came, it was like the real thing. I was glad we were able to 
to make some noise in the tournament. Uh, what stood up to me from the from the whole season was just uh, it was my first first like experience to college baseball. Just like it's it's just like so much different from high school. Like the level, the energy, the passion, like everything that comes to it. Uh, the the level of play too. It just speeds up speeds up on you. You can yeah. tell. Like the first first time I was out there against against Portland, it's just like oh like it's uh, speeding up a little bit yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so you get you have to like take some games take some starts to like get the speed uh, so you can get a hang of it and then so they, yeah so I just used used all my my what I learned from the whole season to that to that playoff game but uh, it made me it it took me to uh, to earn that uh, old tournament team yeah yeah. Taking that experience from the freshman year and now putting it into the season, obviously we're underway quite a bit into the season, but what improvements do you want to make in yourself and what do you want to see the leaps that the Red Hawks need to make this season to compete even more inside the WAC? Yeah, yeah, so some uh, my personal goals is just throw, throw 100 innings, just trying to help the team, uh, try to give them as many zeros as I can. Not a very good, good start to the season for me, but it's, it's all a part of a learning experience. Uh, hopefully I can use that to become better every every start um yeah so team wise is it is it get more wins is it get a better seating in the WAC tournament or what do you think you know is really the biggest no, goal for this I get the, the goal is clear you know we want to we want to win the conference uh we want to win the tournament we want to go to a regional uh we just gotta we're gonna come we're gonna come together we want to make a statement in the whack, you know, we we're always looked at as the oh Seattle U, it's gonna be an easy game, you know. We go into other teams' parks and they're like, oh Seattle U, like this is gonna be easy. So we just wanna we wanna make sure we we wanna make a statement. We wanna make a, we wanna create a culture, a winning culture for yeah. Seattle U. Um, I feel like we're we're a bit, we're capable of doing that. Uh, we, we've showed it. Our, our our sticks are getting hot. Uh, the pitcher is gonna come, the, the pitching is gonna come together. Uh, we just want to make that statement that we we're that winning culture team. Yep. So we're just making if this year we just come together, get those wins, uh, win the conference, win the go to regional, and then we come back next year. They're gonna know, oh, see how you, you know, they they create that culture for themselves, and then just that keeps keeps adding up every year, and yep. hopefully that will be what like Harold's legacies this year, you know. I like that, building up that identity and, yeah. and all that. Well, we'll get you out of here. We know you're busy. You got to get down to uh, Los Angeles coming up. So yeah. we try to get you out of here. But we got a couple of fun questions for you all first. Right. First one, what is your favorite baseball snack and which one's the most overrated? Favorite baseball snack? Uh, uh, I guess those gummies, the fruit gummies. Fruit gummies? Yeah, uh, the fruit gummies. Yeah, well, like I guess, I, I don't like know if that's a baseball snack. <laughs> no, I love, like, like Sour Patch Kids or like, huh? like Sour Patch no, Kids? No, uh, Phil, Phil gets us this fruit snack. Oh, okay, Phil, yeah. shout out to yeah, Phil. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are good. I don't, not a big, really big snack guy, but. Well, I like which this. one do you think the players, like uh, teammates that are hyped up on, but oh. you think, oh, those aren't very good? Is uh, anything like that? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe those uh, the peanut butter uh, bars. <laughs> peanut butter. All right. Yeah. No peanut butter bars around here. All right. Yeah. I like it. All right. Final question. This one, we'll see how the locker room feels about you after this. What teammate has the best drip? So game day look. Ooh, I know this. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then which one needs to step their game up? Okay. Uh, Desmond. Desmond Prisado. He's the one with the most drip. For okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, let's see who needs to step it up. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure everyone would agree with me in the locker room with this one. Jay okay. Mo. Oh, J-Bo? Yeah, Jameson. Yeah, Shane. 
Yeah. All right, Jamie, you heard it here. I got to step it up a little bit, man. Um, uh, Nestor, thanks for hopping yeah, on the Red Hawk Report. We appreciate it. Me. And uh, want to check out Red Hawk Baseball down at UC USC coming up on Wednesday and then at California Baptist over the weekend. Uh, definitely check them out as they continue to climb the wax standings here. But uh, Nestor, thanks for hopping on, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks. Yep. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. Welcome back into the studios here of KXSU. Another shout out to Nestor Herman for hopping on the Red Hawk Report, talking some uh, Red Hawk baseball as they prepare for USC on Wednesday and then head down. Well, we uh, keep staying in California, actually, make that and they uh, continue whack play uh, against California Baptist as they're trying to bounce back from the series loss to Dixie State. So thank you, Nestor, for hopping on the show. And uh, Maz, you called me out. <laughs> <laughs> during our little break and uh i forgot to tell a news story about the person that makes sure all of this can happen mm. and uh shaney fink who is also up for awards is one of the best athletic directors so again congratulations to shaney she's you know she put such a high you know mark on the show when it was just getting started when we did the initial press release she gave a quote for the show and how this would be you know a good thing for athletics so Obviously, she means a lot to me, to this show, to athletics in a whole. She's done such a great job at the helm of Seattle University. So any award she's up for, she deserves. And uh, not because I'm an employee, but <laughs> because that she <laughs> I'll she say she's a personal it. great person. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Non. <laughs> there you go. You know. Someone whose desk isn't anywhere near hers. Not even. Coming from you. My that sounds better. Yeah, no. Yeah, she's an amazing person. I she had a is. chance to meet her, and it was just, uh, I didn't even know who she was. You know, she said, she knew who I was. I mean, that's thats the kind of person she is. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, <laughs> now hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it went to the post office. This was... <laughs> um, but yes, thank you. Thank you to Shaney Fink for everything. Congratulations. You do, and uh, your continued success at the helm of all of Seattle University Athletics. Um, so, that was the story. Moz called me out. So, Shady, if, I was you're, helping if, you, out. if you're listening, no. it was all Moz. It wasn't me. <laughs> I left it off my notepad. I apologize. 
Um, you you deserve all the credit in the world, but uh, let's let's look at the schedule ahead. Let's get all so right. I stop rambling and uh, get myself in trouble. Um, nothing today, nothing tomorrow. If students are coming back in, it was hard to find a parking spot here today. It was nice during the dead week and finals week. When I got a secret spot. So go ahead. Yeah. No, don't. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, don't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I promise Not a chance. Uh, off topic. I know this is a sports talk show. There's these little jelly bean. This is gonna be relatable to Shaney. She loves Sour Patch Kids. There's little jelly bean versions of them that are at Target that I like because they don't have the, like the sugary salt on the outside. I told everybody about them, and I've not been able to find them since. So that's goes to your parking spot. Don't tell anybody your secrets. Thank you for that. Because I can't find them, and I've gone back multiple times. Easter's coming closer, and I'm not going to be able to find them. Uh, so oh, off my soapbox. Good call. Good call. Uh, after the first two days are off, baseball, as we talked about, is at USC in sunny L.A. That's a 6 p.m. first pitch, a late one there. Um, that one's going to be on Pac-12 Plus. So you can uh, – it's it's free to stream. So tune in. It's uh, sort of USC's personal stream. It's much like the WAC Digital Network for our conference, just Pac-12 Plus for them. So you don't need, like, the cable subscription or anything like that. So check in on baseball as they try to knock off a team that's been real hot this season in the Trojans. Anytime you have a chance to knock off a Pac-12 opponent, that's a big deal. Um, so tune in to Donnie Harrell and the squad down there and Nestor Herman down there. Uh, then the weekend rolls around. Friday, track is at the Hayward premiere in uh, Eugene, Oregon, a place you really want to go see track at. That's mm-hmm. the outdoor season, obviously. Women's tennis versus Grand Canyon. That one's here. I believe it's uh, staff appreciation as well. So come out to the tennis courts. We don't host a lot of matches, but uh, definitely come out. That starts at 2 p.m. for serve. Softball starts their series against the Trailblazers at 3 p.m. on Friday. And then the doubleheader, the second game, should start approximately at 5. Baseball, as I said, starts that series against Cal Baptist. So softball goes a doubleheader every Friday, and then they play Saturday. Uh, That's just how softball breaks down. Their softball game on Saturday is at 1 p.m. Baseball plays Friday, Saturday, Sunday, usually, unless rain stacks up games, which we have had happen before. Um, so baseball is down there. Those are going to be on the WAC Digital Network. So see them try to get first three out of four series. That's still a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, track is at the Northwest Distance Jamboree as well, which is going on starting Saturday in Eugene. Uh, women's Row is at Husky Open on uh, Lake Washington. Obviously a beautiful uh, what is it, regatta, right? Uh, under the bridge, so uh, mm-hmm. women's row under, will be underneath the Mount Lake Bridge. Yeah, there. yeah. So if you ever look down and think, "Hey, this looks like a nice," well, it's, it has a purpose. Mount Lake Cut. Yep, uh, that's what it is. Yep. So look at you. You got a little bit of a husky tie. We won't throw you under the bus too much for. Yeah. No I just drive stuff. by the bridge. Let's yeah, just okay, say yeah, that. Yeah, I just yeah, drive yeah, by it. Like, All right, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Women's tennis is at Chicago State. One of the or versus Chicago State. Sorry, remember those matches are happening here. Mm. Uh, Chicago State is here. That's another good reason to come out. Chicago State's leaving the Western Athletic Conference, so uh, last few chances to see them. Um, and then obviously baseball ends out that series on Saturday or Sunday. So I mean, it's it's pretty light schedule coming up it's you know different than uh other sports seasons but uh definitely a lot to tune into softball at home baseball away tennis home track away and then rowing down the street down the stream look at you i see what you did there (laughs) nicely done nicely done well that wraps up another red hawk report here Uh, again shout out to maz 
for always stepping in and bringing in that extra analysis, which is what he's so good at. Um, next show coming up, we're going to have a few good ones coming up in a row as we're going to feature some golfers and some tennis players as well coming up in the next couple weeks. So definitely tune into the Red Hawk Report. But for this episode, we are done. If you're just tuning in and you missed any portion of the show, Nestor's interview will be up on GoSeattleU.com or on YouTube. And then you can check out the full episode on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. For Boz and myself, Russell, have a great night. See you next week. And go Red Hawks.